Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Offering a blessing over this time that we have together in this sacred space to be in service to those listening and ourselves, knowing the truth that love flows in and through us at all times, knowing that we thrive in harmony. And so we bring our presence, we bring whatever flows through us just in trust. We don't have to try to do anything, we just be. We just let the divine energy energy that is our life force flow in and through us and we ask for any angels and guides to be here in love protecting us protecting this space and ensuring that all is well ensuring that what we bring to this conversation is nourishing for us and nourishing for others knowing this is a challenging time in the world while very exciting to be alive there is a lot breaking down and so we pray and bless that this conversation be really useful to those who come to it that it bring light and it bring love and it bring hope and it bring inspiration and it help those listening really be connected to their inner power and their inner light amen and so it is well, I feel like we could just wrap it up now. I'm like, that, that does the, that's it, Gina. Welcome to She Makes Waves. It's such a joy to be here and here in your new studio. I know. It's my first in-person guest. And it's so fitting because as many of you guys know, Gina is who I worked with to make my Oracle deck and my Wise Women deck. And she's just this amazing spiritual guide. So it feels like the perfect way to christen the studio. Mm, amen to that. Amen to that. And yeah. I and I will say I made you turn the lights off so that it's dim and sacred and it feels really it feels really like nourishing in here right now. Totally. I at first I was like, wait, I just gave two lamps away. What am I gonna do when she tells me to turn the lights off? Thank God for that Lynn May sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I just I love talking to you. I love just your wisdom and what you have to share and the introduction that you've been to me around feminine energy. I think so many of us have like lived so much of our lives, me most of my life, not even knowing. I mean, it was a couple years ago, my friend Jen was like talking about energy and I was like, yeah, like masculine and feminine, like energy has like different genders. Like what's happening? And so I just... I just, I love talking to you. Well, and you have so much wisdom inside of you. All of us as women are deeply connected to the divine, to whatever you call that which created us, which is love. And I've gotten to watch you blossom into trusting yourself. So your wisdom is just flowing all the time. And inside this show is a space that I know many people are feeling this that same blessing that you're providing that for them. Yeah. So as you were saying that, I was making me think about how many of us don't know we have that wisdom mm-hmm. and how we feel blocked and shut off from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before we started to record, I was saying like, you know, I had a friend who's an angel reader who was on the podcast, Ashley, she's like, Lindsay, you feel people's energy. It just confuses you. And I just, I would love for you to talk a little bit about how not being, you know, aware of it or not being in alignment with it or not trusting it, what it blocks women of, because I, I, I don't know. I just see it in my daughter at three years old that like, she's so comfortable in her skin mm. and, it's something that's been like, she's been teaching me. Like, it's like, I think I was thinking about it. I'm like, I met Gina the week I got bubbles. And then like watching my daughter, it does feel all like kind of like divinely planned the way that my life has kind of taken Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like when you work with women, like what Mm -hmm. you see that them not trusting it, like what it blocks them of. Yes. Yes. Love that you're mentioning your daughter because this brings up a few things. Um, Yes, we are naturally like in tune with ourselves and playful and light and joyful and loving and trusting. 
But think about the traditional ways that children are brought up. This isn't any commentary on you and what you're doing, but, you know, the good girl, bad, bad girl, you know, don't do that. Mommy doesn't like that. You know, uh, you're in school and you have to do what everybody in the class is doing to fit in. There's this social conditioning that occurs as part of living on earth. And it teaches us that our natural instincts, that we need to suppress them. So this is just part of the normalcy of living here. We lose our fire. We lose our passion. We lose the things that we think are amazing and magical and true to fit in. Now, layer on top of that being a woman, and there's this energy, this current in our society of patriarchy, of misogyny, that dislikes the feminine, that the feminine has this certain power that has been repressed, suppressed, you know, the way that gynecologists are cutting women up all the time, you know, it's like there's no reverence anymore for the magic of the feminine. Um, And so particularly when we're women, when we have even a deeper connection to the divine, like because we can have babies, like we're really, really the feminine side of us is connected, um, that part has been shut down. And so you are someone who's been on a journey to reclaim that part. I'm I'm just a few steps ahead of you, that's all. Um, And this is, I believe, the work of our time for the feminine to be able to rise into its fullness and balance out the masculine. They're complementary energies that together are very harmonious. Yeah, I know. Even like thinking about the way my daughter walks up to like a man at three years old, I'm like, like, I feel like as a child, I don't even think like... I don't know. It's just like the way that, you know, little, like you said, little girls are taught to be like, well, don't be rude or don't go up to that person mm-hmm, or don't bother him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like I remember any of this, mm-hmm. but it's just like all these like micro little moments. Yeah. And I, I see my daughter go up to someone and just be like, yeah, I don't know which one of those art projects is mine. <laughs> I'm just like in awe of her. And it's like, yeah. it's just who she is. And it's yeah. probably who all of us were. Mm-hmm. It's just, we, it slowly dims out. It and dims then out. as you were talking, does it, is that kind of where the shoulds come in? Because mm-hmm. like, I was thinking mm-hmm. about like, is it a close, close behind being a good girl is being like a, lo- a person who lives a life that should look like this should. And I, and I think too, like, the way that your life should look versus like very little talk about how it should feel. Right, right. Um, so one of the words I'm very cautious of is the word should. Yes, I think I lived my life with it in my mind almost all the time. Mm-hmm. What should I be doing right now? Mm. Yes, and whenever you say that word, my guidance to you would be check in on where you're coming from. What's your yes. intention? Because when the word should is being used, there's usually some sense of fear and obligation that's behind the action, not a true authentic desire. Yeah, and do you think that women live a lot in obligation and what was it, fear and obligation because of that upbringing? And like, what yes. has, like it's just like, gosh, like, the life you you could be on the same path but like the intention behind it the fear behind it versus the desire behind it it's like night and day right right someone was just asking me about my legal career and what was it like being in it and I really thought of it this way I was like you know it was such a blend of ego and soul both existed there and that was a time when I was starting to discern between the two so Inside my ego, here I was working in this law firm, one of the most prestigious criminal defense firms in Chicago. You know, what was, what it, what was success there? It was, you know, obviously money. And then it was about, you know, the cases that were in the newspaper, being in those cases, being getting the phone call when something's front page news and you're the firm that gets called about it, right? Like that's success. That's very ego driven. That's about like looking good to others, right? And how you're perceived in the world. It's not bad. It's just a very human sort of way that we've evolved. But then there was this other side of me, the soul, that was like, but I want to really help people. I want to do something that feels authentically mine. And I would look at these men that I was working with and they were so passionate and loved what we were doing. And I was like, but I don't have that feeling. So there's this element of soul like emerging. There's like, you know, this success in what it looked like on the outside, like 
oh, that, that, that feeds everything. But then there's like, but wait, there's something more fulfilling that I want to be fed in my soul. And so shoulds often come from the ego and what life is supposed to look like um, to please others, what life is supposed to look like to, um, to avoid anything that you're afraid of, like, you know, like being insignificant or not having enough money or anything like that. But then when we're inside of our soul, it's so much about like who we truly are, why we're really here, what we really care about. Yeah. And I think when you were talking, it's like, we're able to like be in the moment. Like there's so much of like Mm -hmm. that in being in the shoulds and like that, like, I I don't know, like I relate to all of that with my career. Like I had to work at the best salon in Chicago. Right. And I needed to be seen as, I remember going in there for an interview and being like, okay, the colorists have clips on their sleeves and fedora hats on and like, okay, I can get all that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Mm -hmm. Fitting in. Look the part. Mm -hmm. I want to be here. I want it. And I remember having this epiphany being like, God, I wanted so badly to be them. But like, I remember on my way out being like, I think being me is better. Yes. And, but I still didn't. Yes. But it's like such a, the journey for me has been, and maybe mm-hmm. a lot of people can relate to this. It's just like, hasn't been like this, figured it out. Boom. It's like, I still had like a two years of still kind of, kind of fighting that mm-hmm. and then going off on my own, but then doing it with a partner. Cause I was still scared to just be me. And it's like, it kind of like each one was a step yes that like and maybe not a step but like part that take took me down the the road um but yeah I just think about like I I saw this quote and it said something about like the maybe life's not about becoming but just like unbecoming anything that isn't yes we are and I was thinking about how like I used to want to be significant and now I'm like I might Mm. it might be it might not look impressive but it's gonna Mm. feel pretty impressive for me because it's going to feel like I'm really here for it yeah authentic meaningful yeah. Uh, purposeful that you're adding something into the world that's that's unique and is valuable to others yeah and I think about how the people I've gotten to meet when I show up is who I actually am and how people that really were not totally my cup of tea but right for someone else kind of are like not drawn to it but then like I would have never met you I would have never mm. met so many people that I think of as being just such inspiration in my life yes and, you know it, I, I always think about like we think about what we're losing when we leave something but we don't think about what we're gonna gain mm. and I just I don't know I, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the, the meaningfulness well so that's part of it um I've found in my own path for sure is that there, there does become a leaving behind what no longer feels true. So like my legal career at some point, I was like, this, this is something I used to say. I'd say, this is a great life for somebody else. And I, there was a point that I had to close that chapter and leave it behind. But once I did, then something new could come in that was more aligned and authentic and this can feel so hard to do it's part of why let's say probably faith and community are required in order to make these kinds of shifts so in the early days when I was getting ready to leave my legal career I did find like this self-empowerment community I was doing classes and inside groups and I'd found like a different group of people that were saying, we want to live more authentically. We want to live more authentically. So I was in a community that I felt empowered by. I felt like I could now be weird, do something different, you know, follow my own heart. Um, You know, in my more recent transitions, when I started my business as a coach, um, you know, leaving behind having a job, making that kind of transition, I was, that was when I was deepening my spirituality. And so then it, I, I'd say anybody becoming an entrepreneur, I think faith is a big part of that um, kind of transformation in life because no longer are you getting a paycheck. You have to really learn how to create um, and bring money in. Um, and so faith and trust now is really what will allow me to leave something behind is because I know in leaving that behind that that's just how the universe works is that now there is a new opening for what is more authentic for me 
that um, will come flow in. And it's an unknown period, which a lot of people are uncomfortable with. But I'm, I've, with time, um, I've learned, and I believe we all can learn to get comfortable in the unknown. Yeah, no, it was, you were talking, I was thinking about, I listened to an episode um, with Jewel about, you know, the singer about how, like, sometimes in life we subconsciously create lives that keep us safe from the thing we think kept us from having, like, a whole life. Like, mm. like I, I think about, like, my salon. It's like, well, I kind of set it up so, like, no one could take it away from me. And so I have this feeling of safety, but it also keeps me separate. Yeah, You know, and, and yes. things. And when you said the secret, like, you didn't say secret ingredient, but what I heard you say was, like, ding, 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 secret ingredient. Ingredients is faith and community. Yes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how many people yes. get 65% of the way there, but then they don't have the community to say, no, I know you're scared, but like, right. you're still going the right way. And how many mm-hmm. people, because I had um, someone on my podcast recently, Yara, who talked about the end of the year and how like, if you have a life that it doesn't feel like it's in alignment with where you want to be, you have to let it go, but it might come back again, let it go again. It might come back again. But if you don't have the faith and community, community, I think is huge of like circling to reminding you, like, I know you're good at this, but it's not what you want your life to be. And like I, that community piece, I think like, again, like the life that I had before kept me separate from the community, which would have held my hand. Yes. Yes. I just saw, you see this in any success story. Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx, I follow her on Instagram. Uh She was just sharing that um, when she got started with her business, she found this uh, entrepreneur organization, got involved in a mastermind. She's like, it was all men. I was the only woman. But um, for the last like 20 something years, I've been meeting with this group once a month. We help each other with our businesses. We go on vacation together once a year. And this is what's required. Like if you're going to be crazy enough to try to grow a company, you know, that's something nobody's ever heard of, right? This is what what it takes to do something that's outside of the norm, the shoulds, the box of, you know, get a corporate job, get a mortgage, have a baby. Like if you're going to get out of that box and say, I want to figure out who I am and what I have to bring to the world, you definitely need people around you who are doing the same thing. Yes, because I was just thinking it's holiday card season. And holiday cards with the notes in them telling you about the lives they people live. It, 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 you need people to be like, no, no, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to do it like that. But I was just thinking of all the messaging. The messaging mm. is so strong. Mm, it's so strong. It's so strong. Well, this is also why if you want to learn to listen to yourself, you have to unplug from the current of the, you know, that which programs us, yes. right? The media, um, social media. So some, uh, this is an observation I made interestingly on social media with the um, Israeli-Palestine conflict that's going on. So I noticed my feed became very pro-Palestine. Now I have um, Israeli friends who their feed is very pro-Israeli. That just jumps out at me. Like how our worlds can be shaped just based on whatever is going on in my feed, boom, it, the world looks one way. And in this person's feed, the world looks a whole other way, right? That's all oh. this outside influence trying to get in. So we need to quiet that and be really aware. You know, you don't have to totally live under a rock, but limit, limit. You know, and I, I stopped watching the news and mainstream media years ago, but now we have to also be really discerning with social media because a lot of news information is, is coming in through that source. Um, TV, uh, movies, music, I think these are also areas we have to be really cautious. They're programming us. Um, you know, lyrics that are about a lot of despair and pain. And these are the lyrics in our head and that we jam out to. Or there's a lot of misogynistic lyrics. You know, there's all yeah. these movies about these hopeless women who must have a man. I mean, there's all this programming that is coming at us. And so, again, to live authentically, to find our true path, to be empowered, it's being really mindful of what we let in um, and how much we are willing to adapt to it. Yeah, I want to talk about that. We were talking before about, you know, when I think about in my life previously, before I had a connection to myself, 
I thought that as I connected more to myself that I'd be able to be in environments and around people that I struggled with mm. in a much more, with a lot more ease. Mm. And I have found that the healthier I've gotten, the less I'm willing to tolerate, mm. and maybe that's not even the right word, entertain, I don't know, um, put myself in places that I feel like they, that don't honor me. Yeah. Can you talk about mm. that? Because I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought I was going to go from shotgunning a beer to, while <laughs> doing someone's hair to being able to be like, sit in my chair, let's color your hair. <laughs> and what actually happened was, yeah. I, I can't color your hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I'm not saying that that's the end all be all. So here's what I would say. Um, boundaries and creating spaces that you feel really good and safe in are important. And if you notice some people or environments, as you said, don't feel honoring. Somebody's being critical of you. Um, there's just a lot of other people that are maybe in this more mainstream energy that's negative and toxic and fear-based. And so that's the conversation around um, limiting our exposure to that feels protective and it's it's honoring ourselves I feel like that's really important now there may be a next level of like you're saying where you could just really be holding a space and and not judging any of it I'm not there (laughs) I I do feel like when we when we learn about like Jesus like this is the level he was able to attain maybe there's other spiritual masters out there in the same Um, so I believe, I believe it's possible, but it's at what level are we operating? And so there's nothing wrong with saying right now, I need to be more protective. And and we were talking about this before we started recording. I'm noticing certain environments I can't be in and I'm, I don't want to judge myself for it, but I just know that if I go be in an environment and it kind of knocks me out for a day or two days or three days, it's not, it's not worth it to me, but I can hold in my consciousness and I am doing this, that it is my desire to be able to be more public, to be more, to be in, in, in more spaces. So I can start shaping that future, but I just may not be there today. And that's okay. Yeah, totally. And you know, this is like a segue, but I was telling you after I went to Costco, one of these times I was saying like, Gina, have you been to Costco? You are never going to be out of work because (laughs) there is a problem at Costco and I mean I think it's the happiest place on earth genuinely but like just this this like that this idea that there's just people out in the world and are moving through it and pushing you and pushing themselves Mm. and Costco is is where they go to release I've decided and Mm. I I, I just Mm. think about like the that just the the, the desire for Mm -hmm. something to be different is so powerful it's not going to happen overnight at Costco even though I love it but as far as like wanting things to be, you know, like having a desire for things to be different, we were talking a little bit before about how you can like almost say a prayer over situations. Yes. And when you were saying that, I was thinking about even the shotgun beer person who's still in my life. I feel as though I'm able to see some of their situation with so much more compassion when I show up with curiosity and I, I haven't done what you said you did recently. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. We could actually be like almost sending a prayer of the desire we have for that relationship yes. or that situation, because I think I could really use that this holiday season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So we can recognize an experience we're having. I'm with this person. When I'm with them, I feel criticized. I feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, we can, we can recognize that and that's important. And sometimes that may require, I'm going to take some distance from this person and that's what I need to do. Um, but we can be developing inner strength. We can be developing, um, greater tools of compassion, of forgiveness, of, 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 of self and of other. Um, and as we do that, we can, experience people in different ways, right? You can, somebody could be throwing daggers at you um, in terms of their words or their actions, but you could get to a space of understanding that's really their own pain that's causing it. So if you're experiencing someone um, or situation that you're not pleased with, (laughs) um, what can you do? You can start speaking, I call them alignment prayers. Um, 
the reason I use this language is to me it is about, okay, I'm in a state of fear and what I'm seeking to do is actually align myself, my consciousness with the higher truth. And so I call it an alignment prayer because I believe that's what's happening when we do this process that I'm going to describe. Okay, so um, so there's the fear, oh, this person, uh, 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 uh. well, what do I, when I just get quiet and listen, what do I desire here? I like the word desire because it, 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 it's really our heart speaking and our heart is love. So what do I desire here? I desire that this person and I can have some kind of a mutual ground, a love, a respect, somewhere we meet each other. I desire that, right? There's nothing there that's fake it till you make it, try not, no. You're just like going inside yourself and finding something that you're hoping could be created and there's a, there's a, there's a higher truth to it. There's a place to begin to meet. And so you could start casting out prayers. You can start saying things inside your head or out loud to create that. And so it's the same idea I was saying about like how like you can watch movies or listen to music and it's programming you. It's, it's blasting these messages at you. Well, you can do this yourself. <laughs> That's the idea. So, you know, before you go see that person, you could be casting out your prayer. Um, just knowing the truth that this person and I, they, we do have a higher ground. We do have a place that we meet and we have commonality and we um, respect each other and we care about each other and we both have this, this, this hope for forgiveness in our hearts and just whatever. You just like let the words flow out of you and let it occur and you say it and this is where actually your reality will start to shift and change. I mean, so this is where I like to use the word miracles because all of a sudden you'll be like, what? This person like just sent me this really sweet text, you know, like things yes. start to happen. And, and depending on who it is, it may, it may happen very quickly. Um, you know, if they're really working on their stuff, it may happen really quickly. If they're not, it may take a year, but yeah. you can, you can do it. You could put that energy out there and, and, and influence the world around you with your prayers. Okay, so I know you guys are just like me. You want to move through the world with intention and focus. And so what I have found is that Magic Mind, a two-ounce shot, allows me to improve my mornings, be focused, it tastes great, and it's become a little simple luxury that I have swapped out a lot of caffeine for. It's got 12 awesome ingredients And it will now be available at Sprouts Farmer's Market at the beginning of January. So you can try a few bottles from a store first before committing to the subscription. My listeners are getting a 20% off code for a one-time purchase. My code is Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y 20. How is that different or is it from manifesting or is mm. that and, and is that word mm-hmm. just kind of um mm-hmm. you know because I like I like the word but I also get cautious to use it now cause, but to me it's like people can do that in their relationships right they yeah. can do it in their careers yes in their, yes in their homes and mm-hmm. in where they live the location like what is there a difference or is it all in the same mm-hmm. you see how I want to answer that so I'm really sensitive to words. Okay? I know you are. And <clears throat> even when I said manifesting, I thought <laughs> that feels almost gimmicky at this mm. point to where people take mm-hmm. things. You t- mm-hmm. turned me on to that. I used to use a lot of vulgar yes. words, Gina. I still <laughs> do. But I, I, I knew when before I even worked with you and I was said yeah. something to Nadine. I said, Nadine, break a leg. I don't even talk like that mm. normally. And she said, well, Gina wouldn't love that, but I know what you meant. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, there's a lot of work to do here. Yes, there's a lot of things we say, and I, it, it's, you know, I'm a writer, um, I, I pray, mm-hmm. I just have a high sensitivity to words, and so I'm not saying I'm right, but I just no. know for me, I will tap into how a word feels, and I may not like the way it feels. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship with the word manifest right okay. now, where it doesn't feel right to me. This may change, though. I'm not saying again, I'm not like, oh, I'm right. It may change, but right now... The word manifest, and, and I don't know whether it's the truth of the word or whether it's the way it's been used. It doesn't right. matter to me. It doesn't. But what I feel from that word, it's it's an it's a very masculine, aggressive word that I feel can often have a lot of ego behind it. 
And I don't want to create from ego. It's not bad or wrong, but I don't want, that's an intention. Whenever we're creating from our ego, there is some like, there's some fear energy behind it. Like, I don't want to look bad. I don't want to be judged. Um, I, you know, I want to feel safe. It's like, it's like this fear-based protective energy. And the law of cause and effect of the universe, this is one of the main spiritual laws, always says that what you put out comes back. So if I'm creating from my ego, if I, there's some fear in what I'm doing, some of that energy is coming back at me. So for me, the word manifest, there can be ego behind it. And so I prefer to talk about like I'm generating from my creative energy. You know, yeah. we have a creative power. I love the word creative. Um, because that to me reminds me of God or the divine that I've been created by God and in love and I can create in love. So it, that word to me feels really good. Create, yes. creative, uh, manifest feels like there can, it yeah, can go either man's way. man's in there. Yes. I mean, that's the word something to think about there. even. Yes. Like as you said, it, I was like, wait a quick minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as mm-hmm. you were talking, I was thinking like, what if manifesting is I want to be seen? And what if, what if being creating is being of service Ooh, yeah that's in the moment how the the words feel distinct to me yes yeah Mm -hmm. like I'm like okay like when I'm creating from an ego it's like let's say I'm like I want my podcast it's like I want to be seen Mm -hmm. where it's like but if I really get to like the heart behind Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. I want to be of service and that might mean fewer people but I'm serving the people I serve and it's like ego says oh no you want the most people possible Mm -hmm. and service says don't need a million people to help one person right well and you can create from either place you know both will work you know you can create from your ego you can cast out something and manifest something from your ego and you could have you know hundreds of thousands of listeners but you can also create from your soul from you know that higher truth and have hundreds of thousands of listeners but there's gonna be a a karmic impact based on which energy you're moving from yeah I'm curious to know the person creating from ego versus the person creating from the creation process like when they arrive at there is no destination but if they arrive at the quote-unquote other side of it they probably feel pretty different say more like like the person that's creating from their ego it's still it's still mm, a it's lack. Not enough they're not it's gonna not get enough. there right, and right. like themselves they're right. not gonna get there and be mm-hmm. like i'm doing enough they're gonna mm-hmm. still be like hustling for like some sort of mm-hmm. significance that's so true you'll enjoy the success for like a day and then it's not enough Whereas when you are present and in your soul it's just the creative process in and of itself that's beautiful yeah right right no, and there, there's this, um, I think it's Rick Rubin. He, and he's, I don't even know exactly what he is. It's like, like a, a music executive, yeah. yeah. I love listening to him. He's on my feet a lot. Um, he, he says like, when you're creating, you can't create with the audience in mind. Yes, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a quote up of his. Okay, it says, through expression, we meet ourselves. Mm. And I'm like, mm. isn't our, you know, that idea of like, we're all just walking each other mm. home. I have yes. that up on a post-it. Yes. I'm like, that spoke to me of like, no, no, I'm, if I'm doing this, like I'm going to, through this expression, going to meet myself. Mm-hmm. Well, then I can actually be myself. Mm. And then I can actually find, you know, like just walk in doors open. I find people that are for me because I'm, mm. I've met myself. Mm. That's really beautiful. My my current belief of God is that we are all expressions of God. It's like imagine the sun and there are all these rays, right? So it's like God is that whole, but we're just the rays. And so there's these different expressions that God is putting out that are us. And so I believe that we are touching God when we are acting from our highest truth and highest expression. Yeah, so going into 2024... I think there's a lot of people that are like, yes, yes, that's where I want to go. But I mean, not everyone is going to stumble through six salons like me and then arrive, you know, like, you know, like what can people do? Like, what are some practices? What are some of the, like, where do you start when you start working with someone like that, that has this desire for a more heart led life? Yes. Mm -hmm. And is like, I woke up one day, quote unquote, successful. But I, and I, and then like the mm-hmm. ego part of like, I don't want to start over. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to just be in the flow here and share some tools, resources, ideas. But before I even say them, 
I want to say it's not about grabbing all of them. It's about choose one that resonates, right? Like just trust yourself and start with one. Um, so if the question is what I desire, just stepping into the audience shoes right now, is to be more authentic, be more expressive of myself, release some of this need to please others, the, the should energy, how can I do that? So um, one simple, simple practice I start every client with this is my heart meditation. And I know, Lindsay, you've done this. I love it. I love it so much. It's like if I'm going to do anything, it's like I don't need very much time. And I, I just, I just, it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on the insight timer app. I have a teacher page there. It's totally free and it's three minutes and you're totally guided. So you just close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and receive my words. And here's the impact of this meditation. I've given it to many, many people. um, And here's what it does. You may not notice it. You might you might be doing it and feel distracted or whatever, depending on where you're starting. Or you might do it and it feels so good and nourishing. It doesn't matter how it feels when you do it. If you do it consistently, what will occur is you will start listening to and trusting yourself more. Because you reconnected to your heart, which is where the desire and the wisdom is flowing through. It's up in our heads that all the shoulds exist. So in heart meditation, you're just for three minutes a day bringing yourself back to your heart. So it's a very powerful practice. It's free. You can do it anywhere, anytime. And, you know, once you kind of get the hang of it and do it a couple times, you don't even have to listen to me. You could just put your hand on your heart. I do need to listen to you. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm like, morning, Gina. (laughs) Let's get started. I'm ready when you are. I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, so the heart meditation is a great place to start. It really is. Um, Going back to what we also talked about, faith and community. These are really important components to finding that way to be yourself. So um, I'm not sure when this will air, but I would like to plug that we have some events coming up that will infuse faith and community, both for women. And it's called Rise Retreat. Uh, there's going to be four this year, and the first one is January 13th, and Lindsay's going to be one of our speakers, featured speakers there. Um, so this is a community of women that I'm cultivating in Chicago with my partner, Amy Galvin, um, and our intention is to help liberate women from the shoulds and to really find your authentic expression in this world um, in a community of other women that are wanting to do the same. So January 13th is the fir- first date. We're going to have um, August... 6th it's a Saturday so just double check August 6th uh, June 22nd and September 21st so all of those dates are coming up this year they're not all posted yet but those are the dates um, and if not my community that I'm creating you know you may find one comes across your path um, like-minded people you know if you're a mom and it's a mom group you know just finding people that feel like you can be yourself with them um, it also may be one relationship in your life that you really know you can be yourself in and prioritizing and maybe putting some intention into that relationship. Um, I have several friendships that is where I am my most safe and um, um, like these are friends who don't judge me and who see the highest truth in me and so that allows me to really trust myself when I'm with them. So those are friendships where we have usually regular connection. I have one friend that every new moon we get on the phone and she's she's moved around quite a bit. Like we don't live in the same city anymore and we um, chat. That same friend, we text each other prayers sometimes when we need um, connection. Um, so it's like, you know, it could be just finding relationships that allow you to be yourself and just realizing, okay, I'm going to cancel the other noise, but in this one place is where I start. Um, and if you don't have that person in your life, you can hire these types of people. The very first person I felt I could be myself with was a therapist. That was where the door opened for me to really shoulds. Um, you know, as a coach, you know, this is something I do for clients. So finding a great coach that feels really good for you could be a, a starting point. Um, I'll, I'll pause there. Do you do you have any yeah, thoughts was, that you want to add about what has helped you I was be more authentic? As you, were, as you were talking, yeah. I was like reflecting on like, wow, like that's what I did. I think you know, like and continue to do on my journey of like coming home to myself. Of like, mm-hmm. I with with the the pausing to connect to yourself with the meditation. I didn't always do it with your heart meditation or, or prayer, but I did stop stop you know filling my life with so many tasks and 
ways to distract myself so that I could actually hear myself. Mm. And, you know, I meant going to fewer things and, mm. you know, I was like, God, that, that's it. And then when you were talking about the community thing, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can remember the first women's hairstylist event I signed up for. It was six months before my partnership ended and mm. it was a turning point because I've then been willing to, you know, listen to those whispers, which you have to first connect to yourself to know that you even have a desire for that. And as I listen to them, it's like, you're nervous when you sign up for these things, especially if you're going alone. But I've always, always kind of loved going to things alone because then you can actually talk to people and be with people. And yeah, I was just like, I was like, what's Gina's last one? Like, that's the other thing I've done? (laughs) Shit. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I found her. Um, yeah. So I, I just, that speaks so much to my experience Mm -hmm. around like, gosh, like putting myself out there, but I had to like almost pull myself back from every, all the distractions, all the, all the obligations, Mm. all the people pleasing, Mm. because I didn't have the skills yet to not do that. Yes. And then I feel like I started putting myself in environments with people that I was like, she's cool. She's cool. And I think I started to be like, women are like, I, and I remember the first like friend hairstylist outside of a coworker that I met was in California. And I thought I have to go all the way to California Mm -hmm. to find a woman who I can like learn from and isn't threatened by me wanting to learn or Mm. feels like I'm going to take something from her. And, and then now to be like in like to be at your event last September and to still be in touch with so many of the women that I met at a half day retreat. And I think that's the powerful thing to to mention Mm. as well is like, I'm not talking, you have to spend a month with people and, you know, we've all, I did a National Geographic trip one time and there was a little bit of a false sense of intimacy there. I feel like I was calling the grandpa on the trip grandpa by the time we left. Do you think I ever called him again? Do you think we ever met again? <laughs> People were like, well, we should go to your graduation. That's false intimacy. But then like mm. when I met with women in yeah. community, I don't even have to be with them very long. And even with the podcast, it's like there's so many women I've never met that I'm in community with because I have this vehicle to communicate with them. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. So I just, yeah, Gina. Yeah. What the, else you got for it? I don't want... <laughs> well, the best relationships I've had have been women I've met in spiritual community because they're like-minded. They're looking for something similar. So, uh, so we're creating together. Yeah. I also think this is a great time to mention your Oracle deck. Yes. Because it's about trusting yourself. So I like to give my two cents on what an oracle deck is because I think there's this perception that it's like something that has the answers that you don't have. And it's the opposite. Oracle decks like hold wisdom. So you were the creator of two decks, you know, and it's like you put all of your love and your heart and your wisdom and your intuition and your trust into creating them. Um, one of them is all your wisdom, right? It's really beautiful. I have that one sitting on my coffee table at home. I pull from it. Yes, we should. Let's pull one for, oh, I said should. Oh, when you said should. Sorry, that was me. That was, (laughs) she is, she's a guide and I've sent her in the wrong direction. But see, that's a, that's the thing though, is to catch when you do it, to catch when you do it and just say, wait, this is fun. I want to pull a card. I want to pull a card. Oh, this is good. Okay, wait, before you say it, I can't wait to hear it, but I just want to emphasize that the idea with an Oracle deck is you pull your own wisdom. You read the wisdom on the card, but it taps into something inside of you. So what that card says to you, it, it's going to be the same words. It might mean something different to me. It might be something different to whoever in the audience is listening. So what does oh, it say, I love Lindsay? That. This one says, I don't have to light myself on fire to keep others warm. Ah! I just was like, that just brings like tears to my eyes because mm. honestly, like mm. uh, it makes me like emotional, but... I just think so many people are doing that because I, and I know I did that and it doesn't it, like, I just think I thought if I did enough for other people that I would like, I don't know, be warm. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, I like, I, I was just on fire. Yes. You know, it sounds to me like the, the idea that I would relate to is that by me being what others I think want me to be, then I'm keeping them safe. I'm taking care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's setting myself on fire, doing what I, you know, right? But yes. but act, we're saying the opposite. It's like, I think in this time and in this place in the world, it's our authenticity and shining our truest light that sets people free and creates something new and beautiful for them. Yeah. And the back says, 
You are keeping the wrong people warm while burning your ass off. <laughs> Let me tell you a little secret. The real ones won't want you to get mm. burned or frostbit. Mm. Let them go gently. You can't lose the ones meant for you. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. Like, oh my gosh. It's like, it's that simple. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say something that not everybody in the audience may know, depending on where they are in life, or if you know this already, it's a good reminder. It's like, humanity operates a lot inside of the ego. And so when we're in the ego, there's a lot of relationships where people are trying to get something from you or you're trying to get something from them. It's about, you know, taking and, you know, I need you to make me feel secure. And if you do this thing, I'll feel okay. You know, it's it, a good example I see a lot in my work because I coach people around their career paths is their parents needed them to have a certain career to make the parent feel safe that their child would be financially secure. So they talk their child out of their passion and their dreams, right? That's cruel. That is that is taking away from who that person really is to, to create your own um, sense of security, false sense of security to be, yeah. to be real. Um, and that is, that is not what I would call unconditional love, which is what we really are seeking is to be seen and accepted and express who we are. And so that is, um, while it may look like love, um, and, and it's, it's in all the movies, you know, that, that this is what love is. Um, there is a higher form of love that is unconditional, that is accepting, that, that, that is about witnessing someone unfold like a flower into their highest expression and to, to really reach who they were meant to be in this world and honor it. And, and even if they're going through hard times to not try to fix it for them or coax them or, you know, oh, well, you should go this safer path. No, letting them go through it because through that difficult time, they're going to grow and then the, that's going to help them become who they really were meant to be. I love that. Do you feel that there, there's like a purpose for everyone's pain? I saw this. Um, uh, it was, uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey was saying like, and I'm going to butcher it, but something of Brown, like um, how, you know, if something comes into your life that's di of difficulty and the more difficult it is, you can be promised that there is mm. a gift somewhere mm. in it. And the bigger the, the, the pain or the circumstance, the greater the potential for a gift. Mm. And like, is that, again, we were talking earlier about like being like, that's not fake, rah, rah, fake it till you make it. But like a deep knowing that like what you are experiencing is, is in service to like mm -hmm. your becoming. Well, one of the ways I would see that, um, is really difficult things sort of strip us of our ego. It's a lot easier to say that than what I just, <laughs> that is, wow. I mean, think about it. You get taken to your knees by a situation, by like a massive betrayal in a relationship, um, by a sickness, by losing your money, like whatever it may be, you get stripped away of everything you thought was important or this person you thought was the center of your world. It's like um, in The Course in Miracles, they talk about idols and like we, we, we have these false gods that we think are really what life is about. Life is about having all this money. Life is about having this perfect marriage. Life is about, you know, this this job where I have all this prestige. Well, but But those are false idols. Life is really about um, expressing who we are, that God energy inside of us, um, being loved for who we are. And so, yeah, I would say when my, this is absolutely my experience, those biggest challenges have stripped away those pieces of ego that have still been guiding my life. Gina, that, that nugget, that is, that's it. So do you, and this is my follow-up question to that. Do you feel as though it takes things like that or not necessarily mm. to lose that ego? Because I have found that I think I would, be, I, I joke sometimes, I don't know how I don't have a lower back <laughs> tattoo that says girl boss on it. And thank you, baby Jesus, I don't. But I think I would. And I think I, I, I honestly, if I'm being really honest, I don't think I would have, my life would have changed for the better if it had mm. not blown up. Mm. Yeah. And not everyone, but my, me personally, mm -hmm. if I'm really honest, I'm like, pfft. I was ignorantly, blissfully like girl boss in it. Yeah. 
So are you asking me is the only way that we could really learn is if we go through this shit? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. For other people. I know for me, I feel like I have that connection yeah. to self of like, yeah. Lindsay, as much as it has hardships to it, mm. you also have this life that is only made possible mm. because of my, mm. my I, I think I'm just really stubborn. I didn't think anything was going to be easy. I think I could, t- I'm just banging my head against a wall. Like I can take another hit. That's like the way that I was raised. So I think it did take something that, and two things that just brought me so deeply to my knees that I stayed in the fetal position and said, I'm not going to clean any of this up yet. Cause I don't even know what's supposed to be in my life. And it was so disorienting. I know for myself, like as hard as it is some days, I think I'm so lucky that that happened to me. And mm. I know lucky's not the right mm. word, but uh, I, I don't think I would have this life. Yeah. My sense is life is both. Mm. It's it's having those, those dark, difficult moments that strip things away. You know, think about, um, you know, there's a, there's a park here in our neighborhood that they burn the... Um, yes. They burn all of the... It's a big part of my story, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like they burn it down. Um, so the weeds will die. So the weeds will die, and then it comes back fully to life in a new form in the spring. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just believe it's, it's ha- part of how nature works, life works, that, that we're in these evolving cycles of growth. And, um, you know, at some higher forms of consciousness, we probably can grow um, without so much pain. But I think this is a lot of the work of this time. It's like we're coming out of a lot of you know, these, these really negative ways people have treated each other directly or indirectly. We're, we're healing trauma in ourselves. We're learning. And so I, my hope and my prayer is that, um, in my life, in your life, um, in generations to come, it's not going to require this level of hardship. Um, but at this time it just, it really does feel like it's, it's been part of the way. Yeah. And now I'm rethinking this card because I do think I had to light myself on fire, Mm. not to keep others warm, but to like go to my knees because it says I don't have to light myself on fire to keep others warm. It's like, that's still true, but I did have to get lit on fire. Yeah. For you. For me, for (laughs) my process. And Mm -hmm. like, I think it's a combination of things, but I'm like, okay, gosh, next deck's going to have one in there of like, you might have to light on fire. (laughs) You might have to light on fire and uh, come out the other side. It's called a prescribed burn. Mm. Um, Wow. Wow. So where can people find you, Gina, Mm -hmm. and work with you and obviously come to the event that I'm so excited to be a part of? Yes. um, Everything is available at my website, ginamarotta.com, G-I-N-A-M-A-R-O-T-T-A.com. I have a newsletter you can sign up for. I'm also on Instagram, also at my name, um, on the Insight Timer app where you can get the heart meditation or other prayers. Just search for me in the Insight Timer app. And, um, I feel like there's one more place. Is there another place? I don't know, but I'm going to put it all in the show notes <laughs> and I'm going to put the insight timer yes, in the great. show notes. Cause I want people to give themselves this little morning gift. Yes. Yes. And so depending on when you're listening to this, the event for January will is posted right now uh, as we speak, but whatever event is coming up will be live on my website for people to register. Well, thank you. I know I got so much out of this, so it tends to be when I do others would do as well Mm. amen to that